Welcome to the Eastside Church Podcast. We're a community-driven church based in Charlotte, North Carolina, and invite you to join us on Sunday mornings at 9 or 11 a.m. For more information, visit our website, eastside.co. While we're on our feet, let's give a big warm welcome to Don Potter and Christine as they come and worship and lead us. Oh, you guys are crazy. It's good to see. I always like that. Wonder what we're doing here. Um, wow, I lost my earphones already. So, huh? It's an interesting-looking place. It feels like a theater, doesn't it? When you get in here, but it also has a uh, wonderful spirit of the presence of the Lord. How many know that the Lord is changing the name of the Holy Spirit to the Spirit of Holiness? We must rephrase these understandings. And his first name isn't holy and last name Spirit. He is the Spirit of Holiness and the Spirit of Truth. I like that. You guys like that stuff? God, stuff makes me nuts. I love it. So, well, um... Let me see what kind of trouble I can get in here today. <laughs> um, sorry, I have to adjust. Everything is... I know if I confessed my sin I'd be free out a mess this morning and it seems like it's gonna keep right on going I heard the song lift up when you lifted your voices and it was heard in heaven not many places have God's attention these days not many houses are filled with but there's a glory that's bound to start falling when we start calling on the Lord of life. Time soon, thank you, Lord. 
that you finally found those who would do what it costs to live with you. That's the heels of revival every time. So we glory in the wonder of the spirit of your grace. And we glory in the shouting that's bound to start taking place. And we glory in the confessions of the truth that's defeated us. I know I'd be struggling just to walk in your light. And little did I know trying to worship you would take my life. Little did I know. Following you would take my very life. That's a small price for the little that I know. I know your God. I know. What I need most to know is your love. Little did I know I could never learn to love without you. I know I'd be frustrated at all the things I do. Little did I know, accepting you would bring acceptance to the man you see. That he knows. I call one of those messy churches. That's <laughs> great. So we have uh, lots of things that might be important to do, but I'll just keep fishing around until the Father opens up a further gate. Sorry. Um, there's something in the spirit. I don't think I think you guys are probably very well aware of it. I don't maybe have to tell you, but <clears throat> there is a there is a um, revival linked to a reformation coming. Everybody got you know that right? 
If you don't know that, guess what? There's a revival coming with a Reformation link to it. <laughs> There's importance. There's an important reason for it, um, but I'm sure we don't know what that is. We think it would be a great idea. Yeah, the lost need a revival. Actually, it's the church that's going to get the revival. Um, we're going to actually get born again. It's going to be fun. It's the first time we actually will actually get saved and that kind of thing. But it's, it's okay. Is everybody saved? Just checking here. You don't, I mean, it's not against the law not to be saved. It's just a bad idea. You know what I mean? All right. So. So I think that there's really something we haven't really quite seen yet, and I know that God is going to reveal it, and he'll be very good about it. But So what we have here is... Now there was a Pharisee named Nicodemus who was a member of the Jewish council. And he came to Jesus at night and he said, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher and you must come from God. But no one could perform the signs you're doing.
And in little did I know that God would obey the prayers of an old woman. And I fought with everything. I tried the worst that I could be. But one day God said, I'm sick of watching this. And I'd drag you out of hell just to save your life, to stop hearing the prayers of this woman I know so well. <laughs> what do you think revival's made out of? It's not made out of the prayers of the saints who have cried out to God. You think he's not listening to you? Well, you're wrong. He's listening to every word you say, and it's coming to pass. Even as we shout out his holy name today, each one of you has got a prayer that's been burning on your heart, and the God of heaven is hearing it, and he's about to release it upon this planet. Oh, God, I can't wait till you do that. <laughs> when I first got saved, I told God what a smart thing to do. I can really help the kingdom. I could hear some laughter going on in heaven. They said, yeah, we've been waiting for you. <laughs> Couldn't wait to hear you play for the king. One time, the father told me your grandmother lifted her voice to me every day of your life. And I'd drag you backwards through a knothole if necessary. Young man, you're going to give me your life. I didn't have the sense to know how to trust God, so I just listened and did what he said. Took me a long time to start doubting. strange God we have he's got weird ideas I think he wants us all to see the kingdom I thought that's a great idea maybe you could show me some night when I'm not watching TV I'll make a deal I will take care of the rest of your life. Don't ask anything of me when you're sleeping. I'm caring for your life. Oh, God, can this be true? Oh, God, is this your way? Yes, it is. Can you feel the change in your heart? Can you feel a more desperate way? Can you feel your hunger for his word growing in your heart and you can't read enough and you can't hear enough and you can't 
can't shout enough to know there is a God. There is a God. Sometimes that's the best news I've got to say. makes me happier every day Strained by restraint Strained by my losses Finally learning not to cry anymore Strained by waiting To see the Father coming Jesus said I'm coming before I come I will be in my church Shouting heartfelt Everyone is running for the door And if conviction bothers you I've got some really bad news For the father of life is convicting you all the more The Holy Spirit job is to convict me of my sin not my job, though I've stuck my hand up shouting, don't you? God is life, and the life is God, and the holiness he says. Be alive in Christ, be alive in Christ. many know that to try to tell each other that God would come after you even if you prayed long enough, you would think that was true? Anybody? We think we have free will, and that's really a little bit on the bogus side. Um, we don't actually have free will, and my iPad doesn't actually work, but I'm not surprised at that either. Um, I'm bumbling around because the Holy Spirit is like just going nuts in here, so that's not bad. All right. Um, how many know that all this stuff is coming? How many know that we need to probably call that, call it? You know, you know what that means? Calling them in? You know what that's about? Um, so I used to think to myself that it was sort of bold to call the lost into salvation? Anybody? Well, it's really not. It's really not. It's, um, it's actually a pretty good idea. So we'll call. Are you guys up for that? A little bit of intercession. I, you have to clue me on what I, where I'm at time-wise. I'm... <laughs> Gear here. Got 
guitar players up here for a minute. Yes. <laughs> I've been spending a lot of time alone with God, and I've kind of lost track of how to be a person. Um, and it kind of slips by your thinking. Does anybody know that? Anybody feel that thing? And I get lost for long, long periods of time and don't know where I am. So forgive me if I'm sort of blundering around. But I enjoy spending time with him. It's just the rest of my life that's in trouble. That's all. <laughs> I'm really very together when I'm with God, so. <laughs> yes, Lord. Welcome.
praying for a nation, call their name out now. If you're praying for a nation, you can call their name out. Don't forget about America. get real loud I started thinking Lord I think this might be over the top and he said that's because you've got a top the Lord's been trying to get the top off this place for some time Until we hear God very clearly and we don't turn back anymore. We don't stop the move of God. We don't stop the cry of heaven until every soul is alive and everyone's shouting to their God and everyone's singing out loud. 
got to find it. And I go for a lot, then I limit the most. We're settling for good when the best is waiting for us. Oh, God, let the heart of your spirit reign. Sometimes when you're given freedom, you don't know how to take it. Sometimes when the best is waiting for you. The enemy convinces us you're not worthy of this. I guess that's true. I've got a God who would give me the best whether I thought I deserved it or not. I've got a God who keeps on calling the rest Whether they deserve it or not And I know a God who's calling out in your life right now Take this way, come to me Never let your spirit fade inside of The traditions you've made for yourself No matter how many times you say I'm free Until you take your freedom You're just talking think license is liberty, but it's not. It's just to make a fool. My truth is doing what I know is real before you, Lord. I finally have the freedom to do what is right. That's true freedom. Instead of trying to be free, to do the evil, the enemy speaks to freedom is him and that him is glorious my freedom is to be free to speak the word alive my freedom is I shout his name don't care what it sounds like my freedom is Jesus Christ
One time I was thought I was being really smart, and as I often can think. <laughs> and I've spent a lot of time in different places um, and done a lot of things I'm happy for and a lot of things I'm not and that I'm actually ashamed of. And I won't glorify Satan by telling you any of them. <laughs> um, but I will tell you the great things that God is doing and has done. But I was in a tent meeting one time in someone's backyard. And um, there was probably 18 people in there. Very exciting. Um, in Georgia, November, freezing in there. 18 people wanted to get out of there real bad. And uh, <clears throat> you know those meetings, have you ever had them before? Where I'd just like to get out of there real bad? Anybody? You know, and this, that's not a sin to want to get out of there. There's something else wrong when I want to get out of there so badly. But what has happened to us is, as Americans, or, or I would say believers probably all over, is that we don't know how to recognize something. The story of Nicodemus is he's standing in front of the son of the living God. This is not just a guy. This is the son of the living God, but he's only discernible by the Spirit. Am I correct? Because how could you stand in front of Jesus and not say, hmm, there's something special about this guy. Maybe it's the water walking, you know, or the dead raising, that kind of stuff. That's, you know, that's pretty cool. But there's something about this person that I cannot put my finger on, but I refuse to not recognize it. Am I making sense? So I was sitting in this tent, and I'm playing away, not unlike what I'm doing right now. And uh, there was a guy who was a prophetic guy, and he was, uh, was going to say some stuff, as always. <laughs> and his son was there, and his wife. And his wife was explaining to his son my great reputation, whatever that means. And going on, and well, he did this, and he's done that, and his son. So the little boy, at about probably 12 or 15 years old, said, Yeah, but what's he doing in a tent in somebody's backyard? <laughs> Do you see, see what I'm trying to get at? We don't recognize sacrifice when we see it, we don't recognize it. We only recognize recognition or that with which we can recognize. You probably all can name your favorite, if you will, Christian song, am I correct? Pretty quickly. And it's probably gonna be something that happened just yesterday or something like that. Do you recognize where you came from? Do you remember it? I do. It wasn't that long ago, it was only 35 years ago. That may seem like a long time ago. For me, it's not far enough away yet. It's not far enough back yet. And the Lord will consistently remind me of it to remind me of what are you recognizing? And we're in a time when we have a generation that's not recognizing the presence of God when he's there. Thus, we have to say, okay, man, come on, come on, man, let's get involved, let's get involved. Anybody? Has anybody heard that? Let's get involved, let's get involved. Yeah, man, I'm involved, I'm involved. Just, uh, you know what I mean? Uh, I just do it very quietly, so don't bother me. God is waiting for a response from us. He made a call. He's made probably billions of them for all I know, but he made a really big one 2,000 years ago. And he's still waiting for a response. Yes, your Lord. That's not exactly the response he's looking for. Is that making sense? Even the devil knows he's the Lord, so we're not really jumping over anything by saying God is the Lord. And he keeps saying this to me, and I'll give it to you guys. He says, I don't want you to believe in me. I want you to believe me. And they're like, whoa, 
It's a different God when you start looking at red words and believe what he said. And do not come up with your own plan after that. And so I'll give you this little tidbit of information. I'm still chewing on it, so don't call this thus saith anything except my chewing. But I think the Lord has inspired it. Are you okay with chewing stuff? So don't get nuts and call the pastor and say, that's heresy. Just don't do that. Would you, can you help yourself doing that? Do you guys do that? Do you do it anyways? <laughs> Knock that off. Knock it off. That's not the way to walk with God. Because if the word of God is completely unlocked today, is it unlocked? You think it's unlocked yet? It's not, is it? Well, then what in the world are you having a fit about? This thing ain't been unlocked. So if something new comes up or discovers we got Jesus who consistently changed Old Testament scripture and he retranslated it with new words. Whoa, what happened? Well, it's growing because it's living food. It's not dead. It's not just a chunk of words. And today, if you hear his voice, that means he's still talking. Harden not your heart. He said that eight times in scripture. Not that many things he repeated very much. The other thing he repeated more than anything is he who has an ear. Let him hear what the Spirit is saying. That's one of the most repeated scriptures in the Bible. I'm guessing he probably wanted us to get that one. What did you think? It's my thought, and I've had, I got a bunch of scripture to back it up. It isn't like it's totally from Mars, um, that there's really only one sin on the, on the earth. Can anybody guess what it is? Unbelief. Now, that's not translated, yes, I believe in Christ. It's, I'm not believing God. Abraham believed God. That's how he got to be called, you know, Mr. Righteous. He didn't believe in God. He believed God. Do you remember that? And so we're coming to a time where God is saying, I answered your prayer. He said it to the Jews, but it took thousands of years for it to manifest. And Jesus was the answer to every prayer they ever had. Still is the answer. So God does answer your prayer. But not in my timing. I didn't see that written anywhere in the scriptures. That he will answer your prayer in your timing. Did anybody see that one? I missed that one anyways. Um, what, we deal, what we deal with is... If somebody's sending me something in the mail, I go to the mailbox, I open the box, it's not here. I close the mailbox, it's never coming. Is that what you say? Is that what you say? You're back tomorrow. Uh, it's, it'll be here, don't worry. Don't get in a big yank, it's going to be here. It's going to be here. I go back every day until it is. And if it doesn't show up, you go to the post office. Hey, I got something coming. Where is it? Am I correct? Is there a tracking number? Yes, there's a tracking number. I will chase this until I get it. And what we've not been doing is chasing it until you get it. Are you hearing these? Are you hearing this? Yes, well, we've prayed, you know, with all our hearts on this. I'm glad to hear that. Am I making any sense to you? Don't say I'm believing for something. Don't do that. Wait till God tells you what to believe, and then you believe what he says. He says, pray, that's what you're going to do. He doesn't say do that, then don't put your sentimental crap on someone's sickness. Does that hurt your feelings? It did mine when he told it to me. He said, you know, you're praying for people that you love with your sentiment. You're not praying my will. Ooh, because I don't want to see them sick. How about you? I don't want that. I want to go for it. Oh, man, oh, don't be sick. Guess what? They get sicker a lot of times because they don't need your sentiment. They need the will of God for their lives. Wait until God shows you and then do that. Is that correct? You hear that? What if he doesn't show me anything? Well, hello. Because this comes to the three answers he gives us. Yes, no, nothing. Yes and no, nothing. Nothing means nothing. Yes means yes. No is no. Anybody okay with that idea? Yes, but if I could hear God clearly, perfectly, every single day, clearly, perfectly, without one shred of doubt that that was actually from God, 
then I would probably do it, right? Probably. Am I correct about that? What if he flippantly told you something to see if you would respond? Jesus walking on the road with his guys from walking to Emmaus. He is pretending to walk farther, waiting for a response. Whoa, wait, um, wait a second. Um, <laughs> would you spend some more time with us? Wait a second, wait, 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 wait. You see? They come in here. Presence thick as, I mean, it's all over the place. Is anybody noticing that? <laughs> Presence of the living God? I'd say that's pretty good. That cost something, didn't it? That cost something. It just didn't show up because he likes the way you dress. Are you hearing me? This costs something. Someone laid their life, some ones laid their lives down that that presence would be this fast, this quick in this house. I go to churches, trust me. It's not quick like this. Are you okay? And then your lid showed up. Your little top said, whoa. I think that's probably far enough for our prayer, buddy. <laughs> do, you, do you hear me? And so, boom, suddenly, oh, I don't think we can go any further than this. But we've got a God who said, I need you to believe me. I need you to believe me. And I need you to believe when he said there's a revival coming to Charlotte, that isn't, oh, yeah, sure. Don't go down that road. And don't go down, I'm going to believe it because I don't believe it, but I'm going to. Yeah. Do you understand what I'm talking about? Yeah. Grab a hold of something that God has said and hang on to that thing and don't let go. Hmm. 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 Something in the history is trying to stick its neck up. But. Hmm. Ah, it's a Baptist church, wasn't it, at one time? Interesting. There's your lid. <laughs> so, in Jesus' name, we are now free from that lid. And we're going to on beyond that lid. Take this step. And what you, whatever you say, God, we believe it. We're not going to argue with you about it. We're going to head and believe that, and we're going to take it on from there. Will it be a mistake? Goodness, of course it's going to be a mistake. You're going to train wreck all over the place. But I would rather be train wrecking, trying to follow the master of the universe, than I would because I don't think I should take a chance. Get over taking a chance. God took a chance on you. Took a chance on me. I would have never picked me. <laughs> Good night. Sit up in front of his people. You're going to kill people. Yeah, right, yeah. But he can trust, and when in that trust, I will rise to that trust. When you, rise, when you trust your father, he will rise to that trust. Amen. And just for your information, in the Bible, the original terminology in Scripture was not God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believed in him would have eternal life. The original wording was who put their trust in him would have eternal life. Trust has a test attached to it. Belief is something that goes on in your brain and has nothing to do with your life. Are you hearing that? So Father's calling you to a trust, especially now. Guys, a lot of you guys fasted for what's coming. I think that's amazing. I think it's wonderful. Did you believe what's coming? It cannot not come is the reality. We can just not recognize it. And that's the keys, the signs. God said it. Jesus said it. Hey, the signs, you see the signs. going to get a little cold. Hey, it must be headed for winter. How warm it's going to, you know what I'm saying. We see the signs. And yet we can't see the sign of the coming of the Son of Man. Fascinating, do you think? Anybody? I sat around with God one time and I said, you know, I, I really would like to have a miracle. I want to see a miracle. I believe them. I believe they happen. I believe some people have them. I just want one. Don't ask God for that unless you attend to being stretched pretty good. Understand that? Because I wanted something solid. I wanted something to say, hey, does God do miracles? Yes. End of that sentence. Has anybody here ever raised the dead? 
Hmm. Does that mean the dead cannot be raised? Hello? Let's get smart for a second. Just because I can't do it doesn't mean it can't be done. And so I got to asking God about it, and he said, okay, this is going to be good. I think it was probably a month. And I got a call from a friend who's a wonderful uh, musician. And uh, he got in, in a motorcycle accident and crushed his left hand. Unplayable, unusable, so on and so forth. I'm like, eh, eh. And the guy, his wife calls, hey, he would love you to come down and pray for him. He's like, eh. And I'm thinking, why can't I start out with a cold? Could we, you know, work on a, ba a bad headache or something? And uh, I'm down there praying for this guy. I can't figure out what God wants. And so I'm, I'm asking the Lord, how do I pray? How do I pray? How do I pray? Nothing from God. Whoa. Heal his hand. Okay, that's a good prayer. Thank you. Yes, doctor, he'll never use that hand again. And if by it'll take six months to a year to have enough healing to find out whether he will have any use of it at all. And I'm thinking, no, 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 no. You know, so I pray and not much happens. He... Uh, Goes in, have his operation. They do a lot of stuff on his hand. Doctor comes out, says, I don't feel any better about it than I did before the operation. I said, I got stuff done, but not going to happen. And so we won't know anything for a month. Well, I prayed for this guy for a month. God woke me up every night. And he listed his sins. Isn't this interesting? So I'm repenting of his sins just about every night for a month. At the end of a month, they brought him in for some x-rays to figure out if there's any healing beginning at all. And they x-ray his hand, and it's 100% healed. And the doctor's, like, freaked out. And he's like, hey, man, what's this? And he said, if it weren't for the pins in your bones, I would swear that these are changed. Somebody changed the x-rays. And so he's freaked out, and the doctor follows him to the studio. I had him hired to a recording session. Follows him to the studio, wants to watch him play to be sure that it works. I mean, it's literally that crazy. It's on the books, in, it's in the, in the medical history in Nashville, Tennessee. This guy, like, couldn't happen thing happened. He said bone fragments that were missing were back. They put the whole thing back together. And the Lord left a pin in there so the guy would know this wasn't a false x-ray. So I thought, well, that's good. Okay, I got my miracle. Thank you very much. I don't want to go through that again. Um... Does anybody feel that way? Because it's fearful when someone is really, 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 really sick, isn't it? So, but the Lord wasn't done. And I thought, oh, no, 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 don't do this again. And I'm up in a little Methodist church in Kentucky, and I'm playing away sweet songs of unbelievers. And um, precious place, about 70 people in the church, and they have a little potluck dinner. They have it in the basement. It's a little tiny, low-ceiling basement in this church, and they're having potluck dinner. And I look across the table, and there's a little girl, about six, seven years old, strapped in a chair. And she is just, her limbs are just flopping all around, and it's not looking good. And, and Mom is embarrassed for the little girl and gives her the little drugs and, boom, knocks her out. And I'm sitting there eating, trying not to notice how really terribly ill this little girl is. And the Lord said, I want you to pray for that little girl. <laughs> I said, you forget that this is a Methodist church? Um, their lid is down really low. We all have a lid. It's just some are a little higher than others. Do you understand that? So I'm looking across the table, and I'm thinking, you know, God, this is not going to work out doing this. He said, well, you can pray for her or you can throw up your meal right now. And instantly, I was sick unto death in one second. I was like, i got to die. So I jumped out of my seat and said, oh, <laughs> can I pray for your little girl? Yes, yes, she's been prayed for a thousand times. I said, yep, I am so sure that's correct. And I get around behind her, and I put my hands on her little shoulders, and 
uh, I'm so scared to do this because, you know, do they agree with laying on hands? Do they not agree with laying on hands? Do they think about miracles? Do they not think about I'm trying, my brain's trying to figure out what the Methodists believe. Is anybody stupid enough to do that? They believe in Jesus. Why don't you just leave it at that? Okay, uh, pray for the little girl. She starts twitching in her chair, and she pulls on her straps, and her mother unbuckles her out of her chair and puts her on her lap. And then she wants to get down. She's pushing and struggling. She wants to stand on the floor. So she, her mother, lets her down, and she stands on the floor, and he, she opens her little arms and looks at me. And I said, oh, great, little thing wants to hug me. And I never knew that she'd never stood on the floor in her life. And I'm, oh, hi, sweetheart. <laughs> you know, I, I give her a hug, and her little face goes by my face, and God talks. He said, she's fine. I'm after her father. I said, what in the world? And the father is now at a dead run out of the building. This is way over his top. And, and Christine has picked up on this, obviously, through the spirit and grabs him by the arm on the way by. I said, the Lord wants to do business with you. And he's freaking. A couple months go by. Got to find out what's going on up there in that little church. And we talked with the friends that invited us originally. So how's the little girl? Oh, fine. She's in school. I said, well, what was wrong with her? Oh, man, she had some, I couldn't even, the name is so long, I couldn't even begin to tell you, but she was going to die in just a few years and would never walk a, a lick in her life. But she's in school. She's doing fine. I said, well, isn't that great? He said, oh, you should see what happened to her father. I was like, I can't even possibly imagine. He turns up to have brain cancer, and three quarters of his brain was black with cancer. And he was dying in the hospital. So the 75 people in the church said, well, you know, if God can heal the little girl, he probably could heal the father. So all 75 lined up in the hallway of the church, of the hospital, and prayed for the guy, and God healed the man. What a what a funny God that is. Our unbelief is killing us. I love Jesus. I know you do. Your unbelief is killing you. I love God. I know you do. But your unbelief is killing you. Awaken, body of Christ. Awaken to the presence and the power of Jesus Christ. Awaken. Believe your master. Believe your king when he speaks to you. Do you hear him? Yes. My sheep know my voice. Will you make it wrong? Yes, you'll get it wrong. Don't get fearful about being wrong. You're not serving the God of right. You're serving the God of righteousness. And he made you righteous. He didn't make you right. Stop fearing. Stop fearing. Let the grace of God fall on you now. And take with you this day and do not leave without it. Take with you this day the power of faith that everything he said is coming. Every soul he said will be saved will in fact be saved. And every life will come. And this church will be on fire with the power of the living God because it went into revival and it went into reformation and it heard God's voice and did not reject it. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, the one we worship, if he tarries another 2,000 years, we'll shout even louder. Amen. Amen. Once again, thank you for listening to the Eastside Church Podcast. If you have any questions or need more information, please visit our website, eastsidechurch.co.